Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast. I am your host, Jake Anderson. My guest today is Phoenix Rising number 10, John Beccaro, before their return to play opener against the LA Galaxy 2 on Saturday at 7 p.m. at Casino Arizona Field. But before I bring John on, just a quick update as it pertains to the club's COVID-19 situation. Eight players have now tested positive. Of those eight, five have already returned to the squad, two are asymptomatic, and one has mild symptoms. Manager Rick Sean said that although the two asymptomatic players will be able to pass the return-to-play protocol on Saturday, he's already made the decision to keep both of them out of the match day 18 and is not going to rush them back. And with that being said, let me now bring on Phoenix Rising number 10, John Beccaro. Hey, John. How are you? How's it going? I'm uh, doing all right. How are you? You uh, you guys have training today? Yeah, we trained this morning. Um, so, so just did that and now just... Just chilling, just at home. So, how uh, have you been through? You know, take uh, take football out of it. How have you been uh, personally with all this? I'm sure you have family in Spain that we're having a tough time. Before we were having a tough time now. So, just kind of tell me a little yeah. bit about that. It's been good, man. Uh, I mean, good in in like the bubble that we're in. You know, I mean, um, obviously there's been a lot of people suffering and a lot of things happening in the world. So. In my case, just family-wise, and 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 everyone back home is safe, and I'm healthy, and and you know, like right now, that's that's what you what you can ask for. Uh, your people will be good and and healthy, and uh, I think that's the most important thing right now. What would you say has been the biggest challenge, other than not getting to to play uh, to play football? What's been the biggest challenge from like a social aspect? Uh, I mean, obviously, like with everything, it gets it gets a little lonely. You know, we we I live alone, and uh, having my family far away is 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 tough. You know, it's always tough, but just not being able to really do much and having to be at home for basically four months uh, since we last played well um, hasn't been the easiest. But I feel like it's just with everyone. You know, the the most important thing is to uh, stay away and and uh, let things develop a little bit until we can go back to normality a little bit. So obviously you guys are playing on Saturday. The USL has come out with all the protocols to, to get you guys back on the field. Um, we've been told by, by Rick and by Bobby, you know, the specifics of it as a player, um, you feel confident, you feel safe that you guys are going to be okay. You guys are going to be all right. Yeah. I mean, it is our job, you know, and the, the agreement between the USLPA and the USL was, something very positive for us and you know the the club and and the USL have some set protocols that 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 happen and uh all we can do is focus on our job and and uh give everything we have to to win and as long as there's a season we we want to compete and we want to be out there on the field so speaking of being on the field Rick told us yesterday that you guys sprinted 300 meters in what was about 170 degree heat he said it was probably the hardest training session in the last eight weeks so a I'd like to get your feedback if you agree. And then B, how are you feeling physically and mentally for Saturday? Was that an, on a set training or, or he just said in general? He, 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 he told us, Rick did told, told us yesterday in a call that uh, you guys had the hardest training because you guys sprinted more in the heat than you have all year. Um, so I just wanted to see what you thought about that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been tough, you know. Uh, normally, you develop into the into the heat. Uh, you start in March or February, whenever we start, and then it like gradually gets hotter. Um, but obviously, we we missed those two months where <laughs> things were like getting hotter, and we went from like very nice weather to like going out and training in 110 degree weather. So obviously, that's that's challenging, but I think it's also an advantage. So it's something that we have to get used to. And um, uh, I mean, it's been tough physically, mentally, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on in the world and uh, it's, it's, it's important to, to have your head straight. And, uh, but I think physically we, we are uh, in a good position for, for what it is, you know, we've been training for four weeks altogether or three weeks altogether. So it, there's so much you can do uh, with that, you know, without being able to play any scrimmage games against other teams uh, but it's, it's no excuse, right? Because every other team is in the same position. And at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. It's the situation and, and we just got to embrace it. And, um, I think, uh, I, I read something about the asterisk, you know, about how, um, this season is going to be special because whoever wins it is going to get an asterisk and, more than being an easier league is going to be one of the toughest leagues to to ever uh, be won. You know, winning a season like this is going to be really tough because of the many things that are happening in the world. So um, I think we're all focused on on that and winning this really tough league. And I think that would mean a lot for for the club and and for the players. So speaking of the differences of this year, um, one of them is how often you're playing the same teams. And a couple of times you actually said you play the same team twice. You play OC twice on the road, back-to-back games, and then you end up playing Vegas three times in four matches. Have you ever, as a professional ever played a team that many times in a row that quick amount of time? No, you, you see it in, in Europe sometimes, right, when Barcelona plays Madrid maybe three times in, in 10 mm-hmm. days or something like that because of cup games or whatever it is. We did play New Mexico uh, three times last year. Um, and obviously, um, it's part of the game, you know, in, in smaller leagues, that's, that's how it is. You play teams more. Um, but yeah, I, I understand why it's done like this. I think it's important to regionalize it and shorten the travel for, for the players. And um, I don't think there's any excuses, you know, because at the end of the day, every, every team in the league is going to have to face the same thing. They have to play against teams more often. And maybe you, you do get to know each other a little more and, and, and the tendencies of the team. But um, at the end of the day, it's just another challenge that uh, we have. So each year, every team is, no matter how many players are on it from the previous year, it's a, it's a new team, you know, as a collective. What would you say, being your second year, what is different from last year's squad to this year? I think last year we, we had a very, very tight group. Uh, we were all really close. Um, I personally was, was alone and, and felt like I was part of the group immediately, you know, and, and that was amazing. Um, I think this year uh, we have maybe more depth. I think we have basically two starting 11s that can compete in this league, no problem. And I think that's very important moving forward, you know, in a, in a short season like this where uh, there can be injuries, whatever can happen. I think we, we have a, a very strong team uh, that if anyone goes down, there's, there's another guy ready to step up and, and compete at the, at the same level. So as you said, with how many – uh, how deep you are at each position um, and the addition of five subs now for this season, uh, 16 guys are going to get a possibility of playing and having to play so many matches um, within a week. Um, I assume 
Rick's going to use, um, if not all of those, almost every game, especially toward the end. Um, as a player, is that going to change the way you play at all? Um, I mean, I know usually uh, you're a starter, but I'm sure there'll be some games where you won't start or maybe you'll play less because you need your legs later in the week. Um, is that something that you've thought about at all or is because it's so new you haven't even thought about it? I mean, honestly, we do have a lot of games, but it's six, I think it's 15 games in 13 weeks. It doesn't really, like we play every Saturday basically in a couple uh, games in between, but um, it's not like in Europe that they're playing every three days, you know? Um, so, I mean, selfishly, I want to tell you that I want to play every minute, um, but obviously the, the most important thing is winning and uh, I understand the quality of the players around me and, and that there's no, there's no easy start. Uh, so I, I'm going to be ready to fight and, and give everything to the team and obviously give myself the best chance to play and, and help the team. So we've only had one game this year. So media fans, we haven't gotten to see you guys as much as you do when you practice with each other, obviously. So for guys who are newer on the team, what can you tell the fans? Something that, you know, maybe a player that is new on the team to look out for, maybe a, a, a hidden talent that we haven't seen yet, but you've seen on the, on the training ground. Well, I'm going to say, I think, I think you, you guys got to see us a, a little bit, you know, I think obviously one, one league game, but I think also um, our performances in preseason were all, we were already competing, you know, we took preseason very seriously and, and we competed against MLS teams. And um, I think we clearly showed what, what quality this team has and, and the quality of the players. Um, I mean, just think about the players that we have up top, you know. I mean, you have Rufat, you have Lagos, you have Santi, you have Junior, you have Solo. Um, guys who are going to be starters in any team of the league. And, and you look at the depth in our midfield, you know, Sam Stanton, Jack, Jose, Kev, Jordan, uh, great players, you know. Uh, and then you look at, at our center backs, Farrell, uh, AJ, Corey, then our outside backs, Darnell, uh, Austin, uh, Kyle, Conto. They're all starters. They're all guys who've started in, in every other USL team. To say one guy that is special, uh, I think we have so many special players and special special guys that can change games. And, and uh, I, I feel confident that we have a very deep squad that is, is going to be ready to compete. Uh, and, and, and hopefully our, our main goal hasn't changed and, and that's to win a, a USL championship. I think a question that is fun for the fans to try to debate is the next time a free kick right around 20 yards outside is available, is it going to be you or is it going to be solo taking it? Because we've seen you both put them in. Or do you have a preferred side? Because I remember asking you about your left and your right and you told me that your left's a lot better than people give you credit for. <laughs> um, I mean, we practice a lot. And today, for example, we're practicing after training. Uh, I mean, we just talk it out. I mean, you, you'll see Tolo and I talk before every free kick. And I think we're both pretty selfless guys. And whoever feels confident, whoever um, feels like they have a better chance to score, gets it, you know. And uh, I, I I like to take them. It's, it's something that I enjoy. But obviously, uh, Tolo is a great free kick taker and a great player. So... Uh, I think there's a lot of respect between both of us, and uh, it's a decision that is taken or made on the field. So we didn't get to see Santi play in the regular season. He picked up that knock right before. So 
that's something that is going to be interesting to see how he works getting his playing time within the lineup. Do you foresee it being a challenge at all having to, you know, have that rotation of Rufat solo yourself, Santi Jr. You know, I could go on and on. Do you see that being an issue at all? Or do you feel like you guys play so similarly and, and, and know what you guys are doing that it just kind of seamlessly like a seamless transition? It'll be a seamless transition. You know, I think we're all good players and, and that's what happens when, when you come to, to a good team. You got to compete uh, for, for a spot, you know, and uh, I think Santi is an amazing player. He's shown it and, and he's ready for battle. You know, we're all, we all, we all uh, respect each other as teammates, but obviously it's our job to give the best and, and make the, the coach's decision as hard as, as possible to, to put us on the field. So, um, I mean, we've played together for, for a while now, obviously this, with this COVID, but in preseason when he played, he did amazing. He understands the system. He's a very smart player and um, I'm sure he's going to help us a lot this year because obviously he's a, he's a very special guy. Of the teams you guys are playing this season, at least during the regular season, um, is there one that you're, you're looking forward to? Um, Rick seems to pick Southern California just because of the weather. Um, I, think, I think there's not going to be any easy games. Um, I think the league has grown a lot, and there's, there's no bad teams uh, in our group. Obviously, all the guys, uh, all the teams are, are good. You know, San Diego, Orange County, uh, Vegas, uh, LA2 is – uh, a young team, but they they won five one on the road the first game of the season. They they have very a lot of talent. There's not going to be a, a lot of uh, easy games. Um, it's going to be tough. Uh, everyone knows that there's not a lot of games, so I think it might be a little more defensive even because you don't want to lose games. Uh, there's not that many games, so you want to make sure you don't lose. So so we want to we've got to be able to to learn about us more and, and learn about the teams and, and try to uh, get better every week uh, as we go on. You know, we, we haven't really played a competitive game in four months, so um, it's going to be a, a challenge, a challenge that we're, we're excited to take, but obviously it's going to take some time for us to get uh, back into it and uh, competing at the highest level that, that we can. So obviously you guys have such a great home field advantage with the crowd there um, on top of the heat as well during the summer months. But obviously, we're not going to have fans on Saturday. Can't have fans for July um, at the minimum. A, have you ever played um, a professional match behind closed doors? And then B, um, what are you kind of expecting from that environment this season? Uh, I've never played um, a game closed doors. I played for Toronto too, so <laughs> they didn't get a lot of fans. So that was pretty similar. Uh, but... Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't, I mean, obviously we, we want the fans and it's something that motivates us, but um, we want to play, you know, and, and we understand that's the priority, that the priority is to play. And uh, we honestly can't wait for our fans to, to be at the field because obviously it's so, so special uh, playing in Casino Arizona field with our fans. Uh, but also we understand the, the importance of uh, social distancing right now and, and, and what everything that's going on in Arizona. So um so we need to be ready for, for this, new, this new normality, you know. Um, and uh, as I said, uh, it's the same for everyone. So, so it's just something that we have to uh, get used to for now. I, I kind of misspoke. There, there will be cutouts of fans in, in the stands for Saturday. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, what, are you, what are you expecting to see out there? It's cool, man. Um, I, I thought it was a great initiative. And... Um, it's something that I think 
uh, us walking out and seeing the faces of people that, that can be there, but, but they want to make an effort to, to show their faces at the end of the day, you know, and uh, it's something that players don't take for granted. We, we don't take for granted our, our fans. We, we know how fortunate we are to uh, have so many uh, amazing people behind us and uh, we know how, how important we are for them too, you know, so, so we take that every day and we try to work hard and, and do everything we can to ultimately bring a, a lot of some happiness into their lives in, in these tough times and, and get some wins and uh, bring some joy. Yeah, that's uh, something that Rick was talking about. He was telling you guys to bring some happiness and bring some joy uh, to the people of Phoenix, uh, especially right now. Um, another a player-driven initiative that uh, you guys are doing on Saturday as well is you're going to be coming out wearing your Rising Against Racism shirts. Um, how did that uh, come up amongst the players? Ever since, since uh, the whole situation happened, uh, we, we've had a lot of conversations in the locker room and uh, between us, you know, I think there's people from all over the world. They come from, like, different backgrounds. So um, we want to make – we want to take our opportunity to um, – use the platform that we have um, to, to, to say that what we believe in and, and what our thoughts as, are as an organization. And um, we all wanted to make sure that we, we could do something. Uh, we wanted to, to, to put a video on, on Instagram and Twitter. And, and, and then uh, with this first game, we wanted to um, show our support. And in this case uh, with, with a shirt that we helped design. And um, I think, uh, tells, tells a lot also about Phoenix Rising as a club that they offer us that platform and, and they help us out with, with uh, expressing our, our feelings as a group. All right, John. Well, I look forward to seeing that and seeing you on Saturday. I'll see you from a distance, obviously. Um, but good luck. And thank you for joining me. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. We'll see you Saturday. I'll, I'll wait from far. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'll see you. See you. Bye. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. For all things Phoenix Rising, head over to ArizonaSports.com and be sure to download the new Arizona Sports app where you can listen to every match live all season long. You can also follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.